Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. Hi, everybody. It's Dallas Travers. You know, not every coach wants to have their own massive empire. Sure, a lot of us wouldn't dream of not doing this work full time and taking it as far as we can possibly go. But there are other coaches who prefer to let their businesses take up just a small corner of their very busy, very full lives. That's the case for my guest today, Nicole Chirska. Nicole has a full-time job that she really loves. So while she also loves coaching, she wants to keep her practice relatively small. So today, she and I will craft a 12-month plan with a laser focus because Nicole doesn't have a ton of extra time to devote to her business and she wants to make sure that everything she focuses on packs the biggest punch with the least amount of effort. So whether you want a tiny but mighty coaching practice or you're shooting for the stars this year, today's episode will help you think about the year ahead and make important choices about which actions you'll take on and why. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and this is the show to listen to if you're a coach and you want the freedom, the confidence, and the impact that comes with a six-figure business. Each week, we'll discuss tangible strategies, simple systems, plus the juicy inner work to help you make more money and help more people. So thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Hi, Nicole. Happy New Year. I'm so glad you're here today. Hi, Dallas. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So where I'd like to begin, can you just fill all of our listeners in on your business? Tell us who you serve. Just give us a bit of a um, an overview. And then I want to know what you want to walk away with from our time together today. Mm-hmm. So I'm a coach working with women in STEM fields, so science, tech, engineering, and so on, simply because that's my background too. And yeah, I work with those who work in the industry to help them stand out in their role, um, know how to communicate for influence, really getting the support for the ideas that they need so that overall they get recognized, feel they really add value in their in their job and yeah, they're really just looking for a fulfilling career. And that's what I'm doing. And what I'm hoping to achieve with you today is to map out 2021 um, to really know what I'm going to be doing and especially also what I'm not going to be doing yeah. <laughs> to make sure I have a really good impact. Yeah, because you are in a unique position. You're very passionate about the work you do with your clients. You also have a day job that you love and don't have any intention on leaving anytime soon. Yeah, exactly. Because it has synergies. I can, you Mm -hmm. know, coach and practice those skills a lot in my day job. Uh, Plus, I get to experience really what those women are going through in their corporate careers firsthand and have my own struggles and learn new things every day as well. Um, yeah, and so I'm employed for 80% of my time. And so I still have 
good amount of time to dedicate to my practice. Great. Great. All right. So we'll keep that in mind, which is why for everybody listening, Nicole is really clear about what she, about her intention to not get distracted because there are a ton of exciting initiatives you could do for your business and time is precious, precious to her. So, all right. So I think the first place to start, this is where I always start when I plan my year, is setting year-end goals. And I usually do them in three areas. The first is revenue. The second is, I I call it the community goal. And that could either be list building. That could be like your social media reach or following. It could also be the number of students that you, or clients that you bring in. And the third is an impact goal. So Mm -hmm. just to help us focus today, I think we should pick one of those three categories and then we'll have like a really clear lens to do your planning. Does that sound okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Great. Sure. Which which category do you want to focus on? Um, students in my program. Great. Students in your program. Tell us about your program. Mm-hmm. So it is clearly centered around what I just described before. So really mm-hmm. teaching those skills um, for women to really understand who they are and being able to position themselves with conviction within the company. Uh, then the second bit is strategically in a non-icky way, building their internal networks so that they really get known for knowing something and also start to have this influence, you know, even without the kind of like, without having the rank or the the positional power, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then the third third element of this is really then when you really go into from from one to one influence into having bigger impact because some of them they really want to progress to leadership or project leadership skills or positions and so it's about building those skills and um the the whole communication bit around it so yeah okay that's I'm really clear. Now, the structure of your program, is it a group offering? Can you just tell me about the makeup of it? This is important because let's just say it's a 10-month program. Then that really limits or it's important to know that when we're planning your year. So what is the Mm -hmm. structure of this program? Yeah. So at the moment, it's designed to be a four-month program with two sessions a month where people can just basic group sessions people will dial in and uh, we will yeah just it's Mm client-led but with the option of if I see certain questions or topics popping up again and again I would then design a dedicated training which I would either deliver live or just pre-record for people to watch on their own time and so over time build a library that any other future students can fall back on so smart so smart. Um, okay, so it's a four-month program. And do you have a limit to how many women can be in the program at a time? Is there a sweet spot there for enrollment? Yeah. I think at the moment it should be kept at 10. 10. Um, yeah, simply because it's so much client-led and otherwise there wouldn't be more time. You know, with with at, at the beginning, zero zero course material to watch on your website. Yes. Yes. So as the library grows, you have a vision for how this group program can scale. Or even mm-hmm. if you like 10 people, you'd be able to have two groups of 10, right? Yes. If you wanted. Got it. Okay. So we're looking at 10 students in a four-month-long program 
Uh, it's client-led. I want to loop our listeners in if you haven't heard me talk about this before. But I think with group coaching as well as courses, they're going to fall into one of three categories. The first is client-led. That's what happens when we're coaching one-on-one, right? We have our coaching skills and expertise. We show up with the client. They tell us what they want to work on. The second is content-led, where you have your own system, right? And you're essentially teaching the system and then coaching them around their questions or obstacles related to the system. And then that third, I call it a combo. So we've got client, content, and combo. Combo is this hybrid of both. So what you have right now is a strictly client-led program, but what you'll be moving into is a combo, like the six-figure coach club, right? Like there's the, there's the content and then we have all the calls. Great. Okay. So what if any, so step one is we're just getting clear on goals. Your goal is to fill, let me make sure, fill your program, your four-month program with 10 women. How many times do you want to run this program in 2021? Twice. Twice. Great. So we're looking at 20 students. Yeah. Oh, should I say, okay, wait. Mm. <laughs> this will become a bit more clear as you know, like what kind of like marketing activities I have because I have two summits planned already and okay. they would, they could serve as an anchor to, you know, for like to position the other marketing activities around this and for what. So, and just as in for information, I'm, I'm, I've just now completed client search. So I'm waiting for the final follow-up calls and to see like how many women, uh, okay. you know, will join the, the first round of program, which basically starts now in January. Okay. Um, and so this would run, but at the beginning, it's really rolling because who knows who's coming in and so on. And there won't be like 10 at the beginning right away. But then end of March, there will be the first summit. Okay. And so we could see like how after that I might be able to start the next program. And then like my really like goal goal in terms of like definitely having 10 people enrolled with like no hesitation is towards the end of the year because the second summit will be in September because then I will have had proper time to list build, proper time to build all the collateral and all the messaging around it. You know, everything that you teach in course cut yeah. Got it. Okay, good. So the first four month cycle mm-hmm. starts in January. Mm-hmm. You you're open to it being messy. We're gonna do rolling enrollment until we get to that sweet spot of ten people. Great. And then you said your your first summit for the year is in March. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And then I'm sorry, was it September that is the yes. second summit? September. Great. So just for all of our listeners and for you as well, Nicole, what I'm doing, I have a fresh sheet of paper. I've written January through December in the left-hand column. Mm -hmm. And once we know step one, which is the goal, Mm -hmm. step two now, we start to look at the calendar and block off any initiatives or big projects that you know are already happening. Mm -hmm. And knowing that we can pinpoint the best Months to launch in. Yes. So with your summit, let's talk about what your gut tells you around the time you think it could take between hosting the summit and actually filling the program. Here's what I mean. I'll use the Six Figure Coach Club as an example. This is a 12-month commitment. 
right? And the financial commitment for the club is it's kind of a no-brainer, right? It's priced to be accessible to coaches even if they don't have a six-figure business. But that time commitment, like do you really want to commit mm-hmm. to spending a year with me <laughs> before you know what you're getting into? So I know that on the heels of a summit where we get that surge of new subscribers, it's unfair to expect them to say, oh, hell yeah, I'm in for a year with this lady. They don't really know me yet. We've started off on a really firm foundation. But because of that like commitment obstacle, I'm going to take a little time to nurture that my list before I launch them into a program. Now, for you, four months – you know, that's a, that's a different conversation, but I'd just love to check in with you and see what you're thinking in terms of the timing between the summit and presenting this offer. Okay. Maybe it would be helpful to revisit the learnings from 2020. Yeah. Okay. Good. I had a summit in September, 2020, uh-huh. and uh, I tried to launch a program off of that, which with which I fell flat on my face, basically. <laughs> no one signed up, but now... Going through course catapult, I can see like all of the mistakes I have made. And I was like, oh, Nicole, you weren't very smart about this. Not about the launching per se, but just also about the offer. It was just too massive. It was just, anyway, there were a whole lot of things that I didn't know better back then, basically. And also that I didn't know about my, my ideal clients yet because I hadn't like literally talked to enough of them. But now with the recent client search that I did, I have like a, goldmine of insights into you know what they what they like what they don't like how much time they can commit to also what their kind of like mental benchmark or mental bank account looks like for investing in those kind of things so this was so such valuable learnings anyways my last summit I had after that I had 400 people on my list okay now three months later when I look into you know I'm purging my list regularly so it's like who hasn't opened or clicked an email for 90 days goodbye it's off (laughs) yep and these are quite a few people so I can imagine with the summit whilst it brings a lot of noise and attention um it's like three months later I mean my open rates are between 25 and 30 percent which is really good um but like no real like action taking so to speak so, okay, this could also be improved. Let's looking at the messaging and so on. But um, the last time between the summit and the launch was, let's say, four weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back then, the open rates were even higher still, around 40%. So I can imagine, I actually wanted to ask you this, because what you teach uh, in Course Catapult is like a three-month kind of like runway. 90. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and I was wondering, does it need to be that long? So I can imagine it could be shorter with the summit. Great. Let's talk about that. So first I want to just stay on this, on a couple of points you raised around Mm -hmm. what you learned from the summit. And I think a mistake a lot of coaches make with summits is just, it doesn't matter. Throw a summit together, get a bunch of people on your list, figure it out later right? Um, which I guess there can be value in in just having the experience of following through and doing something. But then what can happen is you the quality of your list, like you have no way of really knowing if the people on your list are, are your people. So you're seeing that a little bit. 
we have some time now between before your summit in March where we can really dial in your messaging. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you said post-summit you had 400 people. I would even – I would be happy if you had 200 of the right people. Mm-hmm. So making your summit topic like really, really specific and focusing more on bringing in quality subscribers and almost um, repulsing, right, uh, the people who are are not really wanting to invest. Great. So we've got some time to just really dial in that messaging. you keep mentioning Course Catapult, which is that final module inside the Six Figure Coach yeah. Club. What we teach in that is the 90-day pre-launch strategy. If you look, those first 30 days are really about securing anyone who's going to do affiliate marketing for you mm-hmm. and then figuring out what the hell your program is going to be. <laughs> so this is a client-led program. You've already got that piece figured out. So realistically, you could launch gracefully and successfully in 60 days, okay. except if you plan on having any promo partners for your launch. No, not at this time. Great. You're using the summit to bring people into your list, and then you're going to promote to your list. Brilliant. Yeah. So what if, and then I have an idea for what, like how to structure your summit if you're open to it. What if, if your summit is happening in March, you have a couple of options here. One would be, I'm just, I'm thinking on the, on the fly here. One would be, well, let me back it up. Do you plan with, with your launch into the program, is the call to action to sign up for the program or to sign up for a sales call with you? That is a good question. Uh, The last time it was about booking a call with me and people didn't even do that. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine because they are like me, like for example, I read your sales page. Like I memorized it basically before I, I'm like that person. I like, you know, and many of like the women, they are like me. They have that same science brain. And so we want all the details. We want to know everything. We want to know how it plays out, all everything. And um, they also need to like, you know, sit back and they just, even though it's not a $5,000 investment, it's also not a $5 investment. So, yes. so I'm wondering if there's merit in giving them like all of the details up front. Mm-hmm. Could be accompanied by like, I don't, I don't know, it's like enrollment conversation or whatever it is, but, you know, something where they at least already come like 90% committed and just yes. to make sure like that last bit and yes. then have the conversation because that's then also when they, I notice they like, they, they, they so like like those few minutes that we have in the discovery sessions and they really walk away with something concrete mm-hmm. that they can put into action and mm-hmm. a new fresh idea. So yeah, there might be okay. some magic in that. Great. Okay. So you, you, what you've learned about your audience is they are detail people. They're mm-hmm. the opposite of me. What, what I just learned about your audience is they couldn't be any different from me, right? I break things often. I'm such a quick start, but so, th- so you're thinking the summit is the introduction to your world. Then we have this gap of time. And this is where I have a suggestion for you to, um, to build trust. Mm-hmm. And inform them. So have you heard me talk about problem aware and solution aware, right? So for our listeners, I'll loop everyone in, even though I think it's 
came up on a recent episode. Your audience is unaware, problem aware, or solution aware. Unaware, um, and forgive me if this is totally off base, but it'll work as an example, would be the woman who in your industry, right, in a STEM field who really just believes like this, I'm doing everything I can. This is what it looks like. There's no, like, there's no room for women to be leaders or I don't have the education. This is just it, right? Um, and even if they may experience pain, it's, there's no agency, no choice. Then we have the problem aware people. Problem aware women would be like, oh, I really want to, I, I really want to move forward or become trusted, have a voice. I have no idea if that's even possible, but I'm, I have this problem I want to solve. Then solution aware people, they are bought into the idea that yes, they're clear on the problem. They also believe a solution is possible. Mm-hmm. The solution aware people are the, are, are most likely, are most likely to hire us. So your summit, um, it presents the introduction. Then I would love us to come up with what are we going to put in to fill that gap, to build trust and give them the information they need so that when they, so that when you, Nicole, are in a launch, they're already at least one. And then we can move into your launch. So if we did your summit in March, um, tell me a little bit about the structure of your, of your summit, like how long it is and how many guests, what are you, what are you planning? It's five days, 10 speakers, pre-recorded interviews. So from, I mean, it's a bit of work to set it up, but then during the actual week, it's it's like not, it's, it's as much as I, as I wanted to be. So. Yeah. Great. So, and then are you doing any, is there any live component so that these women have more access to you and more familiarity with you during the summit? Yeah, so this is also some learnings I'm taking away from the last one where there was not that much of a frenzy inside the Facebook group, <laughs> even with the uh, extra expert lives and so on. So people were very hesitant of being like, quote unquote, publicly. Totally. Sure. So I, I will need to think about like what extra little pieces I can do this time so that it, so that it doesn't like, you know, speaking into the void is also not very energy giving. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst. Or yeah, you go live, you're like, hey everybody, and no one is there. <laughs> yeah. So I think about like what that might look like this time. Um, mm-hmm. also being conscious. I mean, that's what I heard from a lot of people that was like, oh, you know full-time job and then I have a small child and I have to like listen to the interviews while I'm like changing diapers and stuff like okay let's like go easy on the audience as well yeah great so a couple of just based on your feedback there I have a couple of suggestions for you Mm -hmm. what if you let the summit be 10 days so it's five days where the speakers are getting rolled out they have Mm -hmm. a whole nother week Mm. to listen and to catch up Okay, so maybe one thing that you should know is like um, each interview is available for free for 48 hours after its release. Mm -hmm. But then if people want to keep it forever, they can upgrade and all the money I'm making is going to charity. So this is how it's set up at the moment. Mm -hmm. If I were to extend or bring it back, Mm -hmm. the people who upgrade, like what did I upgrade for? So, Well, for your consideration, okay? 
here's what I've seen work best for summits. You have to run this through your own values, right? But what you heard from people was, my life is really full and busy. This is starting Mm -hmm. to feel like more work, Mm -hmm. right? So how can, and if the goal here is to build trust with you, Mm-hmm. Giving them more time can fulfill that goal. You will also be able to sell. So for your consideration, you can throw this away if it doesn't resonate. My suggestion would be pre-summit, you sell a backstage pass, backstage mm-hmm. pass, right, which is lifetime access to the recordings where they can watch on their own time. It's great if your guests can also donate a gift just for back- backstage pass purchasers. Whether that's, you know, it can't be a lead magnet, something that's free, but like maybe they have a a $29 training or a $99 whatever, right? So there's this other incentive. Backstage pass people, have, knowing they have lifetime access is really the benefit, right? So that 48-hour pressure, crazy, frenzy-making thing in a summit, it's not actually more motivating. It's overwhelming, Mm-hmm. People who want the recordings will buy them without all of that like feeling of, God, you're just taking things away. Just when I was getting going, it just creates stress for your mm-hmm. summit attendees. So what, what I've done in the past is that backstage pass before day one of the summit is a no-brainer price. I think mm-hmm. when I did it, it was like 36 bucks or something where you just buy it because you're like, this is not even enough money to worry about, <laughs> Right. But I think our uh, su- our backstage pass revenue on our last summit was I don't know sixty five hundred bucks or something out of a thirty six dollar product. Day one, that the price for the backstage pass then goes up to like ninety seven dollars. Okay, mm-hmm. so then you can structure the summit same way. Video or interviews get dropped, but none of them go away until mm-hmm. day ten. So you've got that first week. And then that second week, no new content. It's just playing catch up. And now they actually have a chance to experience you in action because there's time to watch the videos. Mm. So that would be my invitation for you. It's so much less stressful on your audience. And if the goal with the summit is to build your list and establish trust and rapport, take care of people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, I let that sing in and mold it over in my head. And yeah. See. yeah, you'll make the best decision for your business, but that's just a consideration. Regardless, I would strongly recommend that you take the community off of Facebook. Instead, maybe you have like pop-up Zoom questions where you go live on Zoom every day to give a debrief on what the the biggest takeaways, the cliff notes from mm-hmm. every interview, and you can coach people. Mm. This is where you start to move them from problem-aware into solution-aware, seeing you, Nicole, as the authority instead of the interviewer or host of the summit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Zoom meetings, not Zoom webinars. Then. I think Zoom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, great. So that, that would be my suggestion. So then you've got 10 days of Zoom sessions. Even that week after you're showing up and like giving these little mini lessons, we're moving people into that solution aware category. Mm-hmm. Then I would take 60 days. Okay. To really, you know, following the content amplifier inside the Six Figure Coach Club, you're just nurturing that list, even sending invitations out for, 
You could, everyone who wanted one could do a bonus assessment session with you, some other name other than a discovery call, right, where they can get on a call with you. You can sell them into the program if they're ready. Otherwise, it's just about establishing rapport and giving your fact finder audience the facts they need before mm-hmm. the cart opens. And then you can move into the course catapult launch strategy like that. You're basically in a launch for about 30 days. It's like two weeks before the, like a week before the webinar, the week of the webinar, and then two weeks of follow-up. Mm-hmm. So if all of that sounds right, the way that would fit into your calendar would be January through March, you're in Summit, we'll call it pre-production. Yeah. March is Summit month. Yeah. April and May are let's call it rapport building. Mm -hmm. And then April and May, and then even like as early as the second week of May, you can move into your launch. That could also be June. Yeah. Does that all land okay for you? Sure. And then we rinse and repeat it. July and August are summit Mm -hmm. (laughs) pre-production. September is your summit. October and November, you're building rapport. Like first week of December, you launch. Mm -hmm. To start the program when? In January. Okay. So people make their first investment, right? They're all enrolled. So you go into January with at least 10 women already ready to go. Okay. Now, how does that, I'd love to just hear from you. How does that land? Does it align with the fact that 80% of your time is devoted to uh, your job that you really love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally doable. Mm-hmm. I just need to be mindful of like not doing other stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I was wondering, is there like, um, is it worthwhile to do another like little like workshop-like kind of like list building activity in January already? Yeah, so let's, I think we're, we're on the same page here. And that is, I think you've heard me say this before. Summits aren't habits, right? You can't live in summit zone all the time. So what I would love to see is monthly habit, weekly rather habits that you can ease, even if it's one thing, right? And we'll talk mm-hmm. about what that one thing is. What is that one list building habit that you will just do on a daily, weekly basis so that you're not, so not all of your eggs are in the summit basket. The summit is like this really fun, energizing surge, but you almost don't need it in order to fill your programs. Okay. Yeah. So what I'm doing at the moment is I have a freebie, an opt-in that I like once a week or at least, you know, once every two weeks put on in a LinkedIn post. And then Uh I do get not massive, but I do get signups through that. Yeah. Okay. So, do you know um, It's okay if you don't. No, I don't. I try to look it up, but like I use MailerLite, and it's like the stats they have is like all confusing. <laughs> 
If you never seem to have enough time to get it all done, maybe you don't remember the last time you actually had a full weekend off, or perhaps you're a master at avoiding the important priorities to really move your coaching business forward, Schedule Domination is your new best friend. That's because Schedule Domination shows you the exact process I follow to design my ideal work week, create space for everything from downtime to client work to list building, Facebook Lives, content creation, really everything, all in a pretty color-coded calendar that's totally customizable and designed to help you feel accomplished, grounded, and productive every single week rather than like this hamster running your buns off on the wheel that never goes anywhere. Sounds really good, right? So what I want you to do is head on over to schedule domination.com right now. Grab this free training. Then send me a photo of your shiny new organized calendar right in your Instagram stories. I'm a total nerdy Capricorn for this kind of stuff. So you're going to make my day. You know, I'm just going to say it. Schedule domination. It just might change your life. Grab the training now for free at scheduledomination.com and let's get back to the episode. Okay. So step number one is to figure out how to track your conversion rate on your lead magnet. Step number two, once we know that conversion rate, Mm -hmm. step number, okay, so conversion rate, I got to keep track of what I'm telling you to do. (laughs) Step number two, then let's set a monthly list build goal Mm -hmm. for you. So what would be fun and energizing, a, a number to reach for in terms of new subscribers to your list? Um, I don't know, 20 to 50. Great. 20 to 50 a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So that would be four. What's the math on that? Four a week, four times four is 12. That's or 16. That's not <laughs> four times four is 12. Everyone. There you go. <laughs> so we're looking at like five, let's just say five to 10 subscribers a month or excuse me, a week. Yeah. So there's a way to make this really measurable. So if our goal, I'm just going to use the number 10 because it's going to make math easier for me. If our goal is 10 subscribers a week, that's 40 a month. And your landing page converts, let's just say it converts at 40%. That's the goal, by the way, is we want your landing page converting at 40% or higher. So 40, uh, you're the STEM expert. (laughs) Oh, not for math. No, no, no. You can ask me anything about chemistry, but not math. (laughs) My calculator laughs at me regularly. (laughs) So we are not going to edit this out of the episode, no matter how much I want to. This is what life looks like. (laughs) So if we want 40 subscribers, I need to divide that by uh, 0.40, which is the conversion rate. That means we need 100 eyeball, 100 sets of eyes on your landing page a month. Okay. So now, so what we want to track is, do my LinkedIn posts generate a drive a hundred people to the page am i hitting all of my metrics not yet great so that either means we need to layer in another strategy Mm -hmm. right or tweak and improve the strategy that you're already doing now can i give you any guidance around that right now or i was thinking because we had in one of the recent um hot seat calls Mm -hmm. you said someone else to do like a live class lead magnet kind of style and I really like that idea because you know that gives me time to be super customized to people with their questions so 
having something like that in the non-summit and non-webinar months is totally doable. Great. So just to fill our listeners in, what that would look like in January, February, April, May, July, August, October, and November. So those are the months next year that you're you're not in a summit and not in a launch. You'll have a free masterclass, and that Mm -hmm. masterclass will be your lead magnet. The goal each month is to get 100 eyeballs on that masterclass registration page. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you can just look at the – in, in the community code training inside the Six Figure Coach Club for just those simple list building habits. But I, I like this, Nicole, because now we've got this flow and this grace and these habits instead of like summit mania and then nothing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Great. Okay. So you wanted to walk away with a plan for 2021. We've mm-hmm. established that the goal is 20 enrollments yeah. by the end of the year. We've every month now has a specific focus and we have metrics to track around your lead magnet conversions. Is there anything else we need to address in order for you to feel like you have a plan in place for 2021? Mm, about the monthly class, um, would it be all of the time the same thing? Would it be... Um, a different one to keep it interesting for me. <laughs> uh, this is such a good point. So if you need, thought you needed to have a different topic for the sake of your audience, mm-hmm. I would say absolutely not. Like develop a, a signature talk that you mm-hmm. just deliver over and over again and really refine and get it good, especially because your audience, it sounds like they are the type of people who will revisit content. They almost need to hear and see it more than once in order to take action on it. And then I also hear you say you don't want to be bored delivering the same damn class every single month. So find for you what that balance looks like. But what I don't want is for you to have, I think there are like maybe eight months in here that we said, eight different half-assed masterclasses right? Like get one really tight so you know it's compelling and you know it converts. Deliver it until you're bored and then do the same with another one. Um, my last business, Serving Actors, I my funnel was an in-person free workshop rather than a online webinar. Mm-hmm. I delivered basically, we updated the success stories, but it was essentially the same class four launches a year, five days in a row. So like 20 times a year for seven years. And I would have people show up eight, nine times before actually enrolling in the program. They could have delivered the class. So there's <laughs> there's like comfort for your audience in hearing familiar information again. It's another way that they trust you. Mm-hmm. And you got to like feel energized. So there's no pressure to have a different class every month unless you just feel creatively inspired and you know the class you've been delivering works. Mm-hmm. Great. Sure. Okay. And in terms of the kind of like funnel strategy then, so we, we clearly have like two launch points to really fill the program. But obviously there's nothing against um, having this kind of rolling enrollment. Uh-huh. And would I then still keep the monthly 
free classes, solely as free classes, no pitch, no anything. I mean, no pitch, but please present an invitation. So okay. I'm just like, tweaking the language around this. It's a disservice. Imagine being on the call and thinking, I want more of this. I really like what Nicole is saying. I wish I could take this further mm-hmm. and having no and having to wait until December. right? In order to do that. So absolutely present an invitation. And so now if we talk about all the different um, pillars inside the Six Figure Coach Club, you're using the foolproof webinar formula as your lead magnet to build your list and start to build trust. You Mm -hmm. then can have the invitation into a discovery call with you. So that's a, that's like a client flow rather than client search. So you're doing, you're connecting with people. You're getting all that intel. You you have rolling enrollment into your program. And then we've got the content amplifier where you're, that's the content you're putting out to build more trust and affinity. So we've just taken the six figure coach club curriculum and switched the order around for you so that you know what to focus on in order to execute on your year okay okay and so in that i obviously also have the list of all the collateral you know so like what emails i need like what pages i need or like all of that stuff it's all there inside of course catapult yeah and so it can feel i'm not concerned about you but there are a lot of us i'm one of these people where if i opened up that module and looked at everything i would like close it again and go listen to a true crime podcast or something. <laughs> so it just, but if you just follow it one step at a time, every that everything you need to keep moving forward is delivered in that way. So mm-hmm. you've got it all there. Okay. And which part should I focus on to, because obviously I'm not designing a curriculum at the moment because it will grow organically. Um, but which parts should I really pay attention to? Because I need to somehow make a promise and I need to need to somehow allude to like what's there inside yeah. to then also write the sales page. So yeah. We, yeah. Just this great one. question. This is so interesting, isn't it? When we have client led programs, how do we tell people what their results are going to be because they're the ones leading the way. And yet through your client search enrollment calls, through your spark interviews, you're, you're getting, you're seeing themes, mm-hmm. right? You even talked about the three branches yeah. that you focus on. Yes. So, uh, the second video inside of course catapult is all about verifying your course. I'm using air quotes mm-hmm. here yeah. idea where you have interviews again with your dream clients to get clear on their language for what they want. And then you see where that gets plugged into your own, to your own framework. Okay. Don't skip that step. I, I, it's sort of the difference between a launch that goes well and a launch that doesn't is, is the messaging. Mm-hmm. So, and the messaging for me, like interviews, really, don't I know my audience? Like no, nothing they say is really going to surprise me. And the, it always does, not necessarily what they say, but how they say it. Mm-hmm. So you really want to dial in your messaging. And this will also help in preparation for the summit. Mm-hmm. So that, cause that there was a missing link there with the summit, uh, cause you just didn't have, you didn't have the, f- the formula to actually convert. So that part's covered, but we still want to make sure the messaging is dialed in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Great. 
Okay. So I think we've got your plan for the mm-hmm. year here. You did ask a question that I didn't answer, which was, what should you do in January? You said, should I do a little list building push or something? Yeah. So for this now, we have like the monthly or um, eight times live things. Great. The, using a live masterclass or webinar mm-hmm. as a lead magnet. Great. So you will the first one you will do will be in January. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great. Well, I'm excited for this year. Yeah, me too. <laughs> And it's enough to do so that I don't get any ideas doing anything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what are you going to put in place in order to resist the temptation of taking on another initiative? Yeah. I'll map it out. I like make a map of what I'm doing. And then if I get an idea of what I could be doing and it's not on a map, it's not going to get done. <laughs> okay. Great. Great. I have a complete it or delete it rule, right? So I've got my map. Everything on this list needs to be executed perfectly before I add something on. Or if I'm adding something on, I have to eliminate another commitment that I've made. So great. All right. So if you can just wrap up today, just sharing your big takeaway and your next steps, how you're going to anchor what we talked about in and then move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, what I really like, what came out of it, even during the summit, is to create those live touch points with people mm-hmm. where I can yeah, just really talk to them. It's the most fun for me and it's where they take the most away from. Yeah. So I really like those ideas. Um, I like that it's a clear structure that then could, you know, over time, it's just like every year, it's like this, not that it's going to get bored, but it's just like this clear rhythm, like the seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so where it's clear, you know, what's coming. And yet it has enough flexibility, you know, so like the, the frame is there, but with the content, I can always do what I want to keep it interesting. Yes. Great. Great. All right. Well, thank you. I just feel ready for the year. So thanks for bringing this to the table today. It was really great to have you on the show. Yeah. And can I just say that um, it's like I'm not in the Six Figure Coach Club for long now, but uh, it's already been so, so worth my time. And um, yeah, so just thank you for putting all of that together and uh, all of the, you know, hands on support you provide with the calls and so on is really valuable. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. We're glad you're there. So thanks. All right, everyone. So take inspiration. If whether you want to do summits or not or anything that we're talking about here, for me, the takeaway for every listener will be, what is your long-term goal for the year? Plug in your your dates, your big initiatives, and then how what is the focus for the months in between so that you're not on that roller coaster of, oh, it's April 1st and I don't know what I'm doing. Let me throw something together. You're ahead of it and you can make informed decisions that really nurture your audience and therefore help you build your business. Great. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's the best way you can show your support. I'd also love to connect on Instagram. So go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or maybe a photo of yourself listening along to the podcast. Post it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to mention me. I'm at Dallas Travers and I'll send some Instagram love right back at you. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then... Keep going on your six-figure journey.